Hi there. Welcome to Coaches on a Mission. This is the podcast to listen to if you're a values-driven coach who wants to build a business that you're truly proud of. So today, we are going to talk about how to price your offers. What should I charge is one of the most common questions coaches ask me. And if I'm being honest, I don't see a lot of people bringing real intentionality to their pricing structure. Instead, they just charge what they see other coaches charging. It usually ends in a 97. (laughs) Or they charge whatever number they can say without breaking into a sweat. Neither approach is truly values-driven, so today I want to share a six-step process to help you land on perfect match pricing that really aligns with your goals and feels good in your body. So my guest today is Saisha Ma, who helps leaders develop one-of-a-kind leadership skills to shift their energy and nurture the growth of the organization plus the people within it. Like a lot of coaches, Saisha used to price her offers based on the client's budget, right, or what she was comfortable charging. And what she really craved was an authentic and reliable system for pricing so she never again undervalued her work or just pulled a price out of the sky. So if you heard that and started nodding your head because you relate – You've probably done the exact same thing, and this episode is going to cure your pricing woes. I cannot wait to get started. Let's dive in. Saisha, welcome back. Welcome back to Coaches on a Mission. Thanks for being here today. Yeah, thank you. I'm glad to be back. And and welcome back to The Hive. Right. Yeah, you were yeah. I'm gonna get the dates wrong a little bit, but you were a hive member back in twenty twenty, maybe twenty twenty one. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. And then we just welcomed you back here a couple of weeks ago, and it's just so wonderful to have you back. I'm excited to take things further this time around. Thank you. It's exactly the same. I feel exactly yeah. the same. Yeah, I'm ready yeah. for it. Cool. All right. So let's just get right into it, shall we? Mm-hmm. What would you like to walk away with from this conversation today? Um, I would like to walk away with a structure or a process of how to price my programs and my services while holding very dear to me my value system. Okay. So let's give our listeners some context here. Given Mm -hmm. what you just shared, it sounds like it's easy for friction to come up for you when it comes to charging and mm-hmm. what your like what your stance or worldview is. So can you flesh mm-hmm. that out for us a little bit? I think especially in the leadership development world, which is the world I am a part of, I know what people charge, especially to corporate clients. Just because I know that those prices exist doesn't mean I necessarily feel in alignment with charging the same thing. And I think for me, it's very important that my work is accessible and that I feel integrity and that I role model my belief system off of a lot of spiritual leaders that I really respect and that they don't price things based on what the market is. They price things based on how they would price it for like a family member. And that's how I would like to go into my work is that I am just serving another extension of myself. And why would I want to, uh, why would I not want to give myself the best price? I guess is the way I kind of want to view it. I got it. Oh, yeah. Let's dive into this a little bit 
Because I think that in the online coaching space, there would be a lot of people who would slap a label on what you shared right away. Like you have a mindset problem. You got to work on your money stuff. Right. And I know you well enough to know that you do a lot of work on yourself. You're on mm-hmm. the spiritual journey. So mm-hmm. that's a that's a lazy response in my <laughs> in, in my view to what you just shared. So but I'd love to hear your thoughts about mm-hmm. mm, let me ask it this way. What if any thought have you given to this stance? Like have you ever doubted that this is money blocks coming up or I mm-hmm. am always open that there may be money blocks sprinkled in. Yeah. But I am definitely much more confident about where this is coming from. And I think for me, like, if there's anything about my journey that has been very threaded through it, it is that I break the system. Yeah. That like everything that I do is to show that there's actually something different that's possible. And I view this as the same way that I am in no way turning down abundance. Yep. that I want to have a life where I am sustaining and taking care of myself and taking care of and have I want a home. And mm-hmm. I want to be able to afford a life that is meaningful for myself. And I also want that for everyone that I'm helping. Yeah. And so I want there to be a reciprocity in my business that is unquestionable. Yeah, that's so beautifully said. Thank you for sharing that. And I have just found for myself... The day will come, this is for all of our listeners, where raising your rates does not feel aligned. This is what we're talking about today is how do Mm -hmm. we price our offers in an aligned way? Mm -hmm. Because even if you're commanding a really like a high ticket offer and everybody's worth it and you've worked on your money stuff, if Mm -hmm. that price is not aligned with your values or the values of the audience you truly want to serve rather than the people who can afford it, it's going to be hard to sell that offer. Mm -hmm. And it's it's the alignment that brings abundance, not the price point. Mm -hmm. Cool. Good. We're in agreement on that one. I love that. The alignment. Alignment brings the abundance. Yeah. Yeah. So we're looking for a process to price things. Can you, this is a trick question, Saisha, I apologize ahead of time, (laughs) but up until now, what has your process been to determining price points? (laughs) Budgets. Oh, right. It has been budgets. So, and that's because I have predominantly served nonprofits. And I think for me, I'm very clear that I want to break into the corporate space. And it's not just because everyone wants to break into corporate space because in people's eyes, there's dollar signs there. That's just a reality. That's really how people see it, especially in the leadership space. But I want to incorporate some very unique aspects of my program of leadership, bringing in types of healing and energy work that wouldn't be common in leadership programs. And I feel like the corporate space needs that very deeply. And so it's one of the reasons why it's one of my main goals to break into that space is I think it's heavily needed. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. So what I heard you say was budget, like you've based mm-hmm. your prices on like what the client can afford. Correct. And while that might still be a consideration, mm-hmm. you would rather have an internal, like inside of your business process for pricing. Absolutely. Got it. Okay. The first step that comes up for me around this would be to really consider the fixed costs 
for delivering one of your programs. Mm -hmm. So how clear are you today on, maybe we should have some context here. So Mm -hmm. you've got, can you fill our listeners in? Because if I understand correctly, you have two different offers. Can you spell those out a little bit? Yes. Yeah. And those are, those are in process of getting fleshed out, but I feel like I have some pretty good clarity now where um, originally I've been creating this leadership program. In my eyes, it's been a, it's probably going to be a six month program. Mm -hmm. There will be elements that are in person, of course, but there will also be group work and integration work in between. And so that program in itself is a six month journey, leadership journey. And what I'm learning as I'm doing my spark interviews is I have two very clear clients. I have the founder of the organization, the leader, the CEO that are, and all women. Mm-hmm. And I actually am really starting to own that. I really want to work with women. They have achieved this different level of responsibility. And so there are some struggles that are happening. Mm-hmm. So I, I think what I'm, what's coming to me is that, and they're all seeking community as well. So I'm thinking of having a small, intimate group coaching offer for the actual leaders of the organization themselves so that they have a community yep. to grow with while I'm working with them and coaching them. I'm thinking that there might be a kickoff and ending, like maybe one day retreat Fine. in that process. And then separate from that is the actual leadership program where the employees themselves would be attending. So that while the leaders are getting coached into this new level of being a leader, the employees are getting trained, facilitated, and coached around empowerment and ownership and agency. Beautiful. All right. So for our conversation today, if it's okay with you, I'm going to refer to the the leadership track as the leader track, and then we'll do we'll talk about the team track. Is that okay? Okay. Is that okay language today? Yeah. Great. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. So. How does it land for you when you hear me say that the first step is to determine your fixed costs? That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So with the leadership track, let's use that one as the example. We're not going to get it right today, mm-hmm. right? But the goal here is the process more than landing on the perfect price. So mm-hmm. if all the numbers are off, it's fine. Mm-hmm. But using numbers is going to make this feel more concrete for us today. Mm-hmm. So okay. what, if any, fi- fixed costs can you think of? that are built into delivering this leader program. Can we define fixed costs? Yeah, cool. <laughs> so a fixed cost might be we are going to meet on Zoom. All of our meetings are happening on Zoom. So your Zoom subscription is a fixed cost. Okay. okay. You might have an administrative, like a VA who is there just to monitor the space and hold space for the calls. So their Mm -hmm. fee is a fixed cost. So it's basically all of your overhead Mm -hmm. other than what the salary you will pay yourself to deliver. Okay. So this doesn't take into context, like the creation, the actual time to create and flesh out. Okay. And here's why that time is mm-hmm. going to vary wildly. Mm-hmm. The first couple of times you deliver this program, you're going to spend mm-hmm. a lot of time with creation. Mm-hmm. And then as you get that down, it's less and less. But mm-hmm. we will consider that piece when we look at step two, which is the energetic costs. Okay. 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 Yep. Okay. So Zoom would definitely be one. Yep. A location for yep. the a kickoff and a, and a celebration. Yep. 
because those will be in person, there will probably be, based on how I've seen other programs run, a lunch or a food cost of some sort. Yep. Especially for the in-person events, you're going to need to support support staff there. Yeah. And then there will be printing of materials. Mm-hmm. We have a cost that we call member love. So it's built into the budget, little touch points where we send mm-hmm. not not expensive, but very thoughtful gifts to our members. So I don't know mm-hmm. if, if you want to consider something like that. I would consider something like there would probably be some sort of There's a ton of reflection in the work that I do, obviously. So some sort of like journal or potentially a book that they are all participating with. Yeah, great. I'm just going to call that the like the welcome gift. Okay. Whatever that might be. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So for our listeners, this is the first step. I think often the way we approach pricing is like you mentioned, like what can the market bear? What are mm-hmm. like, I just look around and everyone's charging $9.97. So I guess that's the cost of my thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so really getting clear first on whether you have one person in the program or a hundred people in the program, what's the cost of actually delivering the program? Mm-hmm. That makes okay. sense. Do you have any other like thoughts or questions around this step before we move on to the next step? No. Okay, great. So I'm thinking the second step is to consider the energetic costs. Mm-hmm. So you and I spoke last week. I think this is important to share with everyone. So let's just pretend that the meetings with these leaders, you're meeting twice a month and it's a like a two-hour Zoom mm-hmm. call. Mm-hmm. We often will think, all right, well, that's two hours times two. That's four hours a month. What what would I charge for four hours? Mm-hmm. But there is an energy, especially with this work that you do, Saisha, mm-hmm. there is an energetic load that you carry, like mm-hmm. recovery time after the calls, prep time before the calls, like mm-hmm. all of those pieces that I think are really important to consider. Mm-hmm. And what is the... I can't think of the right word. Like, how enlivening is this work in real time for you? Because if it, like, if you know that the day after you've got to sleep a lot, yeah, yeah, <laughs> we have to consider those things. Yep, absolutely. So, what comes up for you as you hear me talk about this idea <laughs> of energetic costs? How are mm-hmm. we going to make that concrete enough that you would be able to attach a number to it? Mm. Oh, I'm so lost on this one. Like the hourly thing does make sense to me. And also I think like I have been really thinking about it since our conversation of like, what does it actually require Mm. to be operating at my best capacity in order to do this work as consistently as I would like to be doing it? I think I could get like a general idea of like, what would the hours of facilitation look like? And what's my recovery? I also have an idea of like, what, how am I taking care of my body? Yes. And and what are the pieces that are going into that? And then there's a lot of work that goes into the creative phase right. of what I'm bringing into the, into the sessions themselves. And I think that's a really hard one for me mm-hmm. of how to define that, that particular work. Okay. I heard two things. The first one is it seems relatively straightforward to just think like through the lens of time, Mm -hmm. how much time am I going to need to prepare? How much time am I going to need afterwards in order to Mm -hmm. be at my, 
at my best? Mm -hmm. What other support? Maybe that's like a sound bath, Mm -hmm. right? Or a weekend away, who knows, in Mm -hmm. order for you to really be fortified. So that part feels clear-ish to you. Mm -hmm. The part that's nebulous is all of the intentionality and creativity you bring to make this to making this program a program. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So this might bring us to what I'm thinking is step three, and it might not. Can we try and see? Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> Great. So step three is like, well, what do you want to pay yourself? So, <laughs> right? So I'll talk this through a little bit more. Part of this does require making an educated guess mm-hmm. or even setting aspirational goals. Mm-hmm. So what salary would I like to make this year? And I'm just going to make math easy for myself, right? I want to pay myself 100K. Mm-hmm. I know with the level of this work that I'll be able to host one leadership group a month and one team group a month. I'm totally just making this up. Mm-hmm. So then we do the math, mm-hmm. right? So that's 12 clients a year. 100,000 divided by 12 is a number that I'm going to find <laughs> out right now. <laughs> 100K divided by 12 is like, oh yeah, it's like 8,400, right? So a very straightforward mathematical approach to this would be, mm-hmm. I'm going to charge 8,400 per, per client, Mm. And sometimes we hear that number and think that's way too high or way too low or not thought through enough. But Mm -hmm. if we just looked at the numbers, we can back into this very nebulous question around like, what is the creation time worth Mm -hmm. by just doing a little bit of arithmetic? I just talked Mm -hmm. a lot. So how is that landing for you? That just made it all so simple, I feel (laughs) like. (laughs) Well, and also I think... I I have an idea of what leadership programs are and 8,200 would actually be on the low end to say like to come into a client and say, I want to offer, here's the package deal and here's everything you would get. Like that's actually a good price. And I would feel comfortable because I actually was thinking about this earlier. I am comfortable being on the lower end of the spectrum as long as I feel like I'm also not sacrificing my own needs for it. So I'm finding I'm finding that balance and that actually feels like a solid space. Right. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great if you could just build your business focusing on your strengths? I see too many coaches struggling to fit into a certain mold and they ignore the easy path. So let's put an end to that. What I want you to do is go to dallastravers.com slash quiz. I've put together a 45 second superpower quiz designed to reveal two things. Number one, the very next step in your business, whether that's list building, client attraction, or scaling with a course. And number two, the natural strength you possess to help you accomplish that task. When you get your results, you'll also get a custom-built toolkit with actionable items you can put in place right away to finally make this growth path simpler because you're doing what you do best. So the link again is dallastravers.com quiz. Go and check it out and then let me know on Instagram how you scored. 
And so let's just lean back into this nebulous question of like, what do I charge for the creation time? What's your energy around that now? To not get too caught up in it. Yeah, right. And to be more focused on just like, I think you are, yeah, it came clear by saying like, what is my capacity to do that? How often can I do this with the amount of months? And where do I want to be at the end of the year? Yeah. I think that for me kind of cleared it up a lot. Great. Great. I just had the um, metaphor of like buying a house, right? Mm -hmm. So when you buy a house, let's just say you buy a house for half a million dollars. Mm -hmm. The longer you're in the house, the more the house is worth. Mm -hmm. So you may invest in creating something, right? Mm -hmm. And the return Mm -hmm. on your investment is not mm-hmm. is greater the more you deliver it. Mm-hmm. So that's a that's a consideration too, because this will live on and on mm-hmm. long after the heavy lifting has been mm-hmm. completed by you. Yeah. No, that's very true. I think I also realized that like for me, simplicity is really important. Uh-huh. And so I feel like sometimes I've been caught up before on like, okay, if it's a group coaching, then I have to like work out a particular thing of how to charge for that. And then if it's a program that I have to work out and this makes it feel like if I feel comfortable offering a package deal, I feel comfortable saying like, here's what you're signing into and here's the whole capacity of it covered. That's actually how I've walked into my other projects. I just give them a one lump sum of everything that it contains and then I just get to do the work. And I actually kind of love that. Right. Instead of getting like bought, mired in the details of like line item pricing, some mm-hmm. companies may want that, right? Mm-hmm. So it's good to be able to deliver that. But mm-hmm. then it also sets you up for this weird a la carte negotiation mm-hmm. thing. And you know what it's going to take to really deliver transformation. So standing firm in that I think is so powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It also makes me think of this idea of if I have people that just randomly come up and ask me to do a session with or like to like go speak at an engagement or host a workshop over a weekend that I think I would do the same calculation as like how many of these do I want to do over the next 12 months? Like what's my capacity to do those types of one-off engagements? And what's a supplemental income that I could see that would feel comfortable and actually just divide that up. Yeah. So I'm going to throw a wrench in all of this clarity okay. that the two of us have. Please, please do. Please do. <laughs> so I know that accessibility really matters to you. Yes. And I had this vision, just as you were sharing, of maybe building in a cushion with mm-hmm. your pricing. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm just going to make math really easy for myself. So let's just call it 8400 per leadership program. Right? Mm-hmm. Maybe you bump that up to 89 and then that extra $600 gets put directly into a financial aid fund mm-hmm. that you can pull from when and if there is a need. Mm-hmm. I want to speak into this a little that. bit for our listeners. Great. So I think so much intentionality needs to be brought into scholarship or financial aid programs. And I have found in in the online space, it just doesn't occur to us to do that. Mm -hmm. So someone asks for a discount and 
if I'm in the mood, <laughs> I mm-hmm. might say yes, or I might say no, or we might figure out a barter. Mm-hmm. And if you do that enough times, it's just hard to keep track of everything. It can also get energetically very leaky. Mm-hmm. So I just want to encourage our listeners, like it's okay to offer discounts or provide a financial aid program, but that is something that you have to think through with a ton of intentionality and have in place before you say yes to a request for that. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it can be incredibly inequitable. Mm-hmm. Right? What You get a discount if you ask? That doesn't seem... Because people with yeah. privilege are more comfortable asking. So we've got a real problem on our hands, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I love that you circled back to that because that actually does bring a big highlight of like where our com- where my concerns are is I have loved seeing that there are actual businesses that say I will we price will never be an obstacle. But how to live that motto is a little more challenging, I think. And also, I know that part of my work that I want to do, like one of my goals this year is to host a youth retreat that mimics my leadership program and host it entirely free. So I know that a big aspect of my give back is actually in the youth space that Mm -hmm. I want to do almost a one for one that whatever I'm doing in the adult space, I'm doing in the youth space, but I'm doing that for free. Yeah. I know Elizabeth D'Alto, whose program is called the wild soul movement. It's all about like embodying the divine feminine. Mm -hmm. She has, or had an option, like when you sign up for her monthly membership, you can tick a box mm-hmm. where your membership gets rounded up or you add on an extra mm. 10 bucks or whatever that is. And that goes into a scholarship fund. Mm, so, I love that. so what mm-hmm. questions do you want to ask yourself around this accessibility, like around bringing a formal structure to price mm-hmm. accessibility? I think there's, two angles. One is how do I make my program? Well, this is interesting because my current structure that I have, I'm actually engaging with the leaders themselves, Mm -hmm. not the individuals, which is a shift for me because I thought I was going to be engaging with individuals, but I'm actually engaging with the leaders and asking the leaders to bring their people into the program. Mm -hmm. So how does that play into accessibility from that perspective? This is an interesting dynamic. Right. Yeah, because part of my work that I actually, I'm heavily involved in right now is I I partner with a lot of nonprofits. Yeah. And the way that I've managed to do that is I just go off of their budget and that's how I do the work. But that's not always sustainable. So what questions do I want to ask? I guess almost like what's the same, could I have a same process for like the nonprofit space or the social enterprise space. Mm-hmm. So a different pricing model. So right. we, it's the same process. I'm going to make this up, but you automatically add 25% to your pricing for for-profit organizations. Right. And that 25% helps to subsidi- subsidize the work for nonprofits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, because really my true goal at the end of the day with this business is that I am only, my salary is the bare minimum of what I need Mm -hmm. for my like functioning life and everything else is going fully towards give back. 
Like yeah. that was my, that's my end goal. Yeah. That's so important to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So part of the give back is impacting youth, which you talked mm-hmm. about, but I'm also hearing, and I just want to bring a voice to it is, and maybe we're both making an assumption that may or may not be true, mm-hmm. but the organizations that may need this work the most could be the organizations who don't have the budget for it. Mm-hmm. Or they might have part of the budget or because yeah. I'm thinking of like nonprofits, they are typically decent about budget depending on their size, yeah. Yeah. but just it's going to be a smaller budget. Or I'm even thinking of small business founders who mm-hmm. have a beautiful mission, yeah, but they don't have a full budget yet for growth and development and yet they could really thrive from it. Yes. Got it. So a couple of things I heard as you consider your scholarship protocol, right? Mm -hmm. One of them is this idea of potential. Mm -hmm. And then the other is the actual budget, like things to consider. I really love the idea, Saisha, of you being really public with this. So the proposal you send to a for-profit organization, like here's Mm -hmm. the price and here is the 25% give back fee or Mm -hmm. the the impact initiative and that's just built in and then you get to talk about that Mm -hmm. and it becomes this very concrete expression of your values. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I agree. I agree. So I feel like it would be the same if I laid out the process and I had the the fee figured out based on the original structure we went through Mm -hmm. and I will eat I, that will either be a 25%. I think I've got to do the little homework, but that'll either be a 25% addition or deduction, depending on which way I, yes, that feels right. right to go. And 25%, and then, we just pulled out of the right, air today. So right. that, that may not even be accurate, but yes, yep, I'm with you on your thinking here. Yeah. And then built into my proposal when I'm working with corporate, I think actually both, even when I'm working with nonprofit, I will make it very clear of how the price pricing is operating. Yeah. And when I'm dealing with for-profit spaces, I will be very clear about where like this additional charge and what it's intended for and yeah. how it's going to be utilized. Yeah. There could even be a world where the corporation is aware of the nonprofit that they're, I mean, use the term sponsoring for lack of mm-hmm. a better term. Like there could be mm-hmm. a, that could be really powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Especially even some would be more attracted to sponsoring in the youth space and some would Mm -hmm. be more attracted to sponsoring based on like the type of business or the type of nonprofit that it is. Right. I'm getting excited about this idea. Yeah. I think that's really cool. (laughs) All right. I think it's really cool. So we came into our conversation today and your intention was to have a clear process to price your offerings. I'd love to just ask you to walk me and the listeners through the process as you know it thus far, and then let's see what, if anything else, we need to address in order for you to feel really clear. Okay. So I think the first one is getting clear about fixed costs, which Mm -hmm. I actually think that's going to be super helpful in general. Yeah. And then having an idea of what the energetic is, but I'm actually feeling like that's less important now. Really? Because that's the more complicated piece. Like being aware and conscious of what the energetic play out. I think that's important as far as then how much capacity do I have to run a program and how often. 
which then takes me to how do I want to pay myself? Mm -hmm. And so getting almost zooming out and getting big picture of like, okay, what feels like a equitable salary to be bringing in? How many, how much capacity do I have to do this? And then dividing that up based on that answer. And then from there, I think when, once I get that number, that original number is when I would say, okay, if I'm talking to a nonprofit, where is this pricing at? Do I need to deduct 25% or am I adding, and we're using 25% as an example, or am Mm -hmm. I adding because that feels like a good place to start and I want to go bigger with for-profit? Yeah, right. In the future, there will actually Mm -hmm. be a fund, Mm -hmm. right? So you may find that right now you're working with a a couple of nonprofits and you're charging less and Mm -hmm. that's just getting pulled from your salary for now. Mm -hmm. But there's a world where... You can go right to that fund and let our nonprofit mm-hmm. know that the fund has X amount for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So what if any questions do you have around this? I get nervous sometimes when things feel super simple. So, <laughs> um, so what other questions do I have? Do all of the other basic costs just kind of like, so when you think of like a web page, when you think of the different tools to function a business, and even when I think of costs of like taking a business course so that I can function in a business, I'm potentially starting up another master's degree program. I'm taking a yoga certification. I'm paying for a shamanic healing apprenticeship, like How do all of those things factor in? Yeah. You know, I wonder if we could use that same basic arithmetic philosophy. So you look at the operating costs from your business, including the education that you're investing in for yourself, Mm -hmm. all of those pieces, right? Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to make math easy for myself. Let's pretend your operating costs are $1,000 a month. Mm -hmm. That's 12K a year. Mm -hmm. That's so I'm going to divide that number by the number of programs I have the capacity for. So okay. what are my then that can illuminate what are my fixed costs per program? Mm-hmm. And it's a gotcha. little loose okay. because is your master's degree really required to deliver right. the program? Maybe, maybe not. But for simplicity's sake, at mm-hmm. least then you'll have a concrete number mm-hmm. and have a business that can operate in the black rather than the red. Yeah. 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 Okay. Does that feel like it would work in the same way? I think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Saisha, is there anything else we need to address today before we wrap up? I think this has been super helpful. <laughs> no, I feel like I definitely have my homework, mm-hmm. but I, I feel that A, I learned very clearly for me, like what's the paying structure that works for me and what feels good and in alignment. And I have a really deep reminder of like, how to hold this very clearly with my values, like leading the way, not being on the side, but like leading. So I actually think that the scholarship piece I need to figure out and I want that in built in yeah. before I do my first offer. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. that I think the, sco- the conversation we had around financial aid was most powerful for me. Just a reminder about the intentionality required to mm-hmm. offer scholarships in an equitable way. Mm-hmm. And how cool just to really walk your talk and have that just be automatically built into the message and into the the proposals, I think is really mm-hmm. inspiring. 
Yeah, absolutely. No, I think this has been super helpful. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. So just to take it further for you and for our listeners, let's imagine that you had multiple offerings. So I'm just going to make up a couple of examples to Mm -hmm. illuminate for everyone that the process is essentially the same. So maybe you offer VIP retreats, like private curated VIP retreats for individual leaders. Mm -hmm. You've got this leadership track, you have a team track, and maybe you want to just do some one-on-one coaching. Those are four different offers. We would do this process per offer. So what do I want to pay myself through this offer this year? Mm. And then VIP days, what do I want to pay myself through this offer this year? So we start with that number and then we do the arithmetic and figure out the fixed costs and all those other pieces. Mm -hmm. But there is a way to, you don't only have to have one or two offers in order for this to work. The process Mm -hmm. is the same and then you just add them all together. Got it. And it gets fun because now you have some options and you might think, ooh, (laughs) I don't know if I could sell eight VIP days this year. So great, Mm -hmm. cut that in half. And then where are you going to make the revenue up, right? So we get to play a little bit of Tetris Mm -hmm. with our multiple offers and still land at our revenue goals for the year. Mm -hmm. No, I love that because I love to have my hands in many different spaces. So (laughs) I really, I like that. Yeah. (laughs) Great. Well, thank you for coming on the show. I think this is the first episode we've ever done explicitly around pricing our offers. So I know our our listeners are going to gobble this up. So I want to thank you for bringing this forward. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. And thanks everybody for listening. I hope this brings you some clarity and inspiration for a new and more thorough way to think about how you price your next offers. We'll see you back here next week. Thank you so much for tuning in to Coaches on a Mission. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, follow, rate, and review. Do all of the things to show your support for this show. It is so helpful for us, and it also helps other coaches find this show. If you want to take this episode further, please follow me on Instagram. I'm Dallas Travers Biz Mentor, and every week I turn our episode into a week-long mini course on my Instagram page. It's designed to help you apply what we talk about during the episode to your business in a super tangible way. So let's be Insta friends. Head on over to Instagram and look for my new handle. Again, it's Dallas Travers Biz Mentor. You can do that now and you just might find some funny reels while you're there. So believe me when I tell you, it'll be worth it. Okay, thanks again for tuning in. I truly appreciate that you make time to listen to this show and I hope you have a wonderful week.